Dradden up to the mic like a rock star. This is Pod Talk Colorcast. They call me. <laughs> they call me Carrie Klein, like Zeke or Sam. The hairline like Caesar Man. Today I'm coming with uh, an odd hybrid of energies. I'm coming with stand in energy, but with a low voice because I'm being respectful of the fact that it's late and there are other people in the house that I'm currently recording him it's an odd combination i'm also doing this entire thing with brie eating a pizza right next to me so she's saving me a piece she just informed me so i might end up rushing through this in order to enjoy that yesterday i found a praying mantis it was bright green and it was walking along the cement and then today I almost stepped on what I thought was a dead leaf, and when I looked closer, it was a brown mantis with its head bitten off, and it blew my mind. I've never actually seen a headless mantis in the wild. I feel like I saw, like, a female one day, and then I saw the male the next day. I feel like it's kind of commonplace knowledge. Maybe it's not. Sometimes female praying mantises will eat their mate's head after they finish copulating. But this was the first time I'd really seen that it's true for myself. So I googled it to watch a few videos and I started watching a video but I didn't get very far. It's gross. It's super gross. It like bothers me on an existential level to watch two things that are like mating all of a sudden start like... Like the one just starts... Like just kills the other. Like it is psychologically painful to watch. So I clicked out because I didn't really want to keep watching that. And I clicked into an article that kind of debunked some of the myths around mantises. Turns out female praying mantises, they did a study and they basically fed a bunch of praying mantises, females, and then let them mate. And then they kept a bunch of other ones hungry, then let them mate. And none of the ones that were fed ate their companions' heads. All but one of the mantises that weren't fed ate their companion. So that basically means it all comes down literally to just if the female is hungry. Bree's looking at me weird. I'm glad she has her pizza right now. Why I'll say that, that much. Can you hear me eating it really loud in the background? No, I was just talking about how female praying mantises will eat oh, the husband if they're I've hungry. I've been like, trying to chew very carefully over here. So I, when we met eye contact, I was like, oh my gosh, it's as loud as I imagine. No, you're good. If if you hear little chewing noises in the background, it's just Brie feeding herself so she doesn't bite my head off. So you'll have to bury it a little bit. I think mantises freak me out doubly because there was this, it was one of the first three-dimensional games made well probably not one of the first it was a game called automatic and it used to come with every mac it was just a game that was on the computer already and it was like a three-dimensionally rendered world and you were this robot and you were going around a different planet trying to liberate them from these aliens that were coming in and taking over and one of the races of alien was a praying mantis and i think as a little kid I just had that image very firmly fixed in my head, like, like imagine a human-sized praying mantis. That would be probably 
of all the insects, I think probably the most terrifying thing to be human-sized. I'm just realizing now that I'm thinking about it, now that I saw these mantises, I've kind of had a mantis fascination. I drew like a hyper-realistic praying mantis once, just randomly. And I'm like the type of person where I really have to get inspired in order to draw. And when I do, I'll put a lot of energy into it and make it good. But I have to really be inspired. And the image that I've put some of the most energy into was literally this praying mantis head. It's crazy. I feel like I have a little bit of a leeway. So, you know, normally I'm... Normally I want you to be able to sit and listen to this podcast and just kind of enjoy yourself, right? But I got a little bit of leeway to talk about spooky stuff because we're coming into spooky season. Bree's over there watching Nurse Jackie. You're watching Ratchet or... Oh yeah, not Nurse Jackie, Ratchet. <laughs> Ratchet. Those are very different things. Ratchet, which is supposed to be spooky. So maybe there's just a little spooky energy. A little bit of spooky energy in this one, hmm? A little bit of a life update. Bree and I have our trailer completely equipped. So we're at my parents' house. We're about to uh, embark. About to embark on our journey. Head south before it starts getting cold. It's exciting. I felt off for like a whole week because it was just so much stuff to learn and so much stuff to do and a lot of money to spend and trying to be smart about how we spent it but we done did it we're just about ready to go we're waiting for one item to come in via amazon after that we'll be good to go i'm looking at this since i'm not my parents house they have like pictures of all of us kids up in various places and i'm looking at this picture of myself and i probably would have been 16 15 perhaps maybe even 14 I want to say 15. I have a bowl cut and my hair is parted down the middle. And this was at an age where I was trying to be cool. It actually looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I dip my toes in those waters again. We've cut down a lot of our belongings in order to fit into a travel trailer. One of the things I am bringing with me is... The full collection of Calvin and Hobbes. I feel like that is one thing that should go with us. It's just never bad to have some Calvin and Hobbes around. I read through all of those as a kid, like all through high school many times. And I think as an adult, I'm going to enjoy going back through them and reading them. Because he was an adult when he wrote them. And I feel like Calvin and Hobbes was very much kind of like a personal journal for Bill Watterson. He was really getting his, his thoughts, his philosophy out into the world through this comic strip. I'm excited to kind of dig back into it as an adult. He, he balanced it well, though. He balanced the entertainment with the philosophy well. It's something that I'm kind of working towards. What good is communication if it doesn't engage? <laughs> what? Must be schizophrenic. I don't know. This is a really good actress. Can I add something to your podcast? Yeah, you should come over. 
closer if you're going to. I'm going to switch out for a second, and Bree's going to hop in. I'm going to eat my piece of pizza, and Bree's going to commandeer the podcast. So I'm watching Nurse Ratchet, and if you don't know about Nurse Ratchet, it's a TV show on Netflix right now, but it's actually based off of the movie One, is it One Flew, One Fly, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nielsen? Um, It's when he was young, and it's actually based off of a book. So I'm watching the show though. So I'm watching like the third, like the second, gurgitated version of it, and um, the part that I was just watching that Will caught me watching was this lady. Not to get the whole thing away, but it takes place in like a mental institution, and this lady's talking to this guy, and she's like, "I don't remember why I'm here. Like I don't know what's going on. I can't remember anything." And then like all of a sudden she flips and it's like, "Mommy needs me to get her some milk." Because mommy's really sick. So then the doctor touches her and she's like, Don't touch. Can I swear on this? Yeah. Don't touch me, you motherfucker. And then she was like, Hitler thinks he burnt. Anyway, so I just paused it. So I don't really know what happens after that, but it got me thinking because Will was looking over. She's a really good actress. Like, to be able to have a skit and be able to completely change how you're acting within seconds and do it so um well to make you feel it that's crazy so that got me thinking about james mcavoy and split have you ever seen split will no but i know what it's about people tell me i look like him sometimes oh that's crazy he's a great actor you can't really explain that movie but i guess the whole point of what i'm saying is it's it's um like, Will's really good at acting, too. Him and his brother, Matt, are really good at acting. And, like, when you see someone that can act so well, you're amazed by how they act, but then it's like, wow, this is actually really disturbing to think that, like, on a split second, you can, like, totally... Because, like, you're in the shower, and you can, like, play out these scenarios in your mind, like, how fights would happen and stuff like that. But to be talking to someone and be like... Okay, <laughs> I'll be like, well, what does a Russian accent sound like? All of a sudden, totally in zone. And he'll do it. He'll do it perfectly. So I guess that's just like a whole thing to wrap around. Acting's an art. And isn't it cool that like a book can be so good that it can make a good piece of art to visually watch too? And on that note, it seems like Will's done eating his pizza, so I'm going to finish what I was doing. Peace out, y'all. Brianna, thank you for being on my podcast. You're welcome, I'm a very good girl. It is greatly appreciated, and now I'm going to continue on as I always have. With my head all swole, because she called me a good actor. Of course, that's why I came back with an accent. You are a good actor. Thanks. Bree just said I should talk about Joanne Fabrics. And I kind of think I should because I realized something the other day when I went into Joanne Fabrics. I realized Joanne Fabrics is the gender equivalent store to like a Home Depot. Like men have Home Depot, women have Joanne Fabrics. It's like the same type of personality. Now, granted, 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 let me, let me qualify this. 
you can be whatever gender you want and go to any store you want. I'm not saying this is my view. I'm saying like in terms of how they're marketed. The insinuation is that if you're a crafty do-it-yourself type of woman, you would shop at somewhere like Joanne Fabrics. If you're a crafty do-it-yourself type of man, you would shop somewhere like Home Depot. I don't know why I never connected that before. Kind of blew my mind. We went there and got cushion stuffing and cut it to size and made new seat cushions for our RV. They stunk. They smelled like pee, probably because there were a bunch of pee stains on it from the dog that had previously lived in it. I was the only man in the store. There was one cashier. There was one, uh, like, male-presenting cashier. But I kind of got, like, a you-don't-belong-here type of vibe. I'm not going to lie. Both of the ladies that helped me out were really kind of mean to me. I don't hold it against them. The one had back pain, she was saying. And I can imagine if you're in a lot of pain, it might be hard to present a nice face, be generally kind. The other lady, I don't know what her problem was. Nothing clearly evident. She just, like, her whole demeanor was very... It's like this weird condescending tone over, like, very... Simple stuff. I just looked over at a bookshelf in my parents' guest room, and I saw a book that just said leadership. Imagine a whole liter of shit. It's right next to a book called Yoga Mala. What an odd pairing of ideas. If I were a young warthog, if he was a young warthog, I would probably end this podcast now. Thanks for listening. Come back next Sunday and listen again. A little bit of a shorter one this week, but, you know, there's no fun in forcing anything. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you enjoy your week, and I'll see you again next